the discomfort is actually part of the practice is tuning into that and still moving forward, right? That's huge. Welcome to Unlocking College Life. Real talk about all things college. The best part of this podcast is that your voice is part of the show. Other students care what you have to say. So through your questions, your feedback, and your real talk, we all grow together. Let's dive in with your hosts, Joy and Alona. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Unlocking College Life. We are going to talk a little bit today about social interactions and the idea that sometimes you can get kind of caught up in overanalyzing the conversations and the interactions you have with friends and others. I was talking with some students this week about times when they had talked with someone and then afterwards this whole process of rumination happens where they start to deconstruct every single moment of that conversation, right? Like, wait, what about when I said this? Or they probably didn't like when I did that, or I should have said it that way, or maybe they don't even like me anymore. It's silly to sort of say it out loud right now. And we know that that can feel very real in the moment of kind of questioning yourself, almost questioning how you showed up. And I think this can be exacerbated now that we all did get a little rusty with our social practice over the pandemic. And honestly, for some people, and I know this to be true, that Zoom in some ways created sort of a nice barrier for some folks, Mm -hmm. that there actually was a little pressure taken off. I get that also Zoom did have a level of social anxiety too. And so I think it's really normal now that we're back out there to be thinking about there might even be an increase in like sort of the overanalyzing like, oh, yeah, like, did I even remember how to like be human anymore? So just wanting to talk a little bit more about how you out there can really not let or soften the instinct to sort of retract from some of the social interactions because you're sort of questioning yourself and to like sort of dive in anyway. So I'm going to let Alona talk about this. Yeah, practice makes perfect after all. It is difficult to keep putting yourself out there, but I promise, again, practice makes perfect. And also, anytime there is anxiety, when we do exposure treatment, one of the things or reasons why we do that is to actually gather data, because anxiety can take us on all kinds of trips. And unless you have data to confirm that, then it's just fear. It's just emotion mind. And so probably sounds super scary, but get out there and bring us some data. Did you really mess up? And if so, then let's look at it. I also think the ruminations are possibly twofold. So we see folks ruminating beforehand, preparing, constructing scenarios, and then also ruminating after. The beforehand oftentimes has to do with social anxiety. I actually teach some online courses on social anxiety, but so I'm not going to go into that in detail here. But I do see clients sometimes, we even come to sessions with sort of prepared, really rehearsed how the session is going to go. And it is helpful. Obviously, we want folks coming in with certain concerns and sort of knowing what they want to get out of it. And I even encourage uh, clients oftentimes to bring a list. Like, are there certain things that you really hope to cover? Let's make sure we do. Just like we tell them to bring it to their primary care physician's office. But to rehearse in detail how this is going to go is 
part of social anxiety, completely understandable, and I want to normalize and validate that. And I will also say, take the pressure off of yourself because you have no idea how I'm going to respond. And so you may be rehearsing for something that is just not going to happen. And so have your bullet points. Again, if there are topics that you really want to make sure you cover, have them. But then also let me do my job. It's also my job to participate in that conversations and help you sort of peel it apart like an onion to get to the bottom of it. I am a firm believer that if we listen with our ears, eyes, and our heart, we cannot go wrong. These ruminations actually take you out of the present moment. As you are rehearsing in your head, you're actually not hearing me. You're not waiting for my response. You're not really waiting to see where it's going to go. And so it actually gets in our way. So if there is something that I can sort of suggest today and so much to say about this topic, and I'm sure we will revisit it on, I could peel this onion forever. Then if you take nothing today, take, listen with your ears, eyes and heart open, and you will know exactly what to do. It's okay to drop in and do that. Now, if you're still feeling anxious with that, if you don't have faith, this is gonna work. I understand. Breathe. You may feel your feet on the floor, like ground yourself a little bit, and then let go. See what happens. I love this. I think that the presence is something that's so hard for y'all out there and for us being truly present with all the distractions in our lives. It is a great reminder about how we show up with others. We all know what that feels like when someone's trying to plan the next thing they're going to say or they're really in their head about it. And then you feel that when you're talking to someone and then they respond in a way where you're like, they have no idea what I even said. Like, how do you really be present in those interactions? And as Alona was talking to, I was reminded that the other piece of this, it actually reminds me a little bit of the book, The Four Agreements. Have you read that book? Mm -mm. One of the agreements is don't take things personally. I don't like how that's worded because it's telling someone what to do, which I'm not a big fan of that. However, I think the spirit of don't take things personally is actually that we can't control what other people think about us anyway, whether we mm -hmm. want to or not. And that's another mm -hmm. one of those mm -hmm. ideas that can either feel stressful or liberating. I think we hope you'll take the liberating route of it is that, and you know that too, how we show up with others, how they receive us is about them. It's not about you. It's mm -hmm. about them. Mm -hmm. And so I actually do think that relieves a little bit of the pressure and to sort of do twofold. One is how do you be present, be yourself, be authentic, really listen and respond to the person that's with you, but also to just remind yourself that whatever this person takes from it, it's not up to you anyway. It's, it's not about you. It's not about what you said or you did. It's about the other person. Yeah, as you were talking about the person, the situation where you might notice that person clearly wasn't really in the conversation, that maybe they don't have a good idea of what you were talking about. That leads me to approach this with compassion. So I'm trained in both the verbal, nonverbal, and I will see that. I will see it in their verbal response, but also their nonverbal. And I may see that this is coming from a place of anxiety. So the first thing that kicks in for me is compassion. And so we can't go wrong with compassion, with listening and observing. Mm -hmm. And sort of this beginner's mind 
of being curious. I know this is difficult to sort of suspend our agendas, but can we go into any situation with just curiosity? Truth is, beginner's mind is helpful, even in things that you have done a million times over. I mean, I could have had this cup of tea a hundred times before, and today it might taste very differently based on how much attention I pay, how hungry I am, all these things. So beginner's mind is a good strategy. Compassion would be another tool to take with you. Listening. Most of us do feel valued when we feel listened to. Probably all of us, really. And sometimes I say we even begin to heal when we feel heard. And so when in doubt, go with listening. And I think that also then allows you opportunity to figure out who your people are. So take your time. For one, in social interactions, we all take different roles. And listen, there is space for the one that steals the room maybe only for one of those. And so it's okay for us to take different roles in these social interactions, but just also know that when you observe, when you listen, you might actually find your people. So when you were saying, whatever they took out of the conversation is not really about you, that's another way to find your people. Mm -hmm. If you listen, if you observe, eventually you figure out who are my people, who do I click with? And I mean, we live in a college town, so we are so fortunate to encounter folks of so many walks of life, whether it's professionally, one day I might be in a conversation with a biomedical engineer and next day an artist and people from around the world. And listen, regardless of that, I'm not going to click with all of them. I can always listen. I may not always have something to contribute, something profound when the conversation is on biomedical engineering. And If they're geeking out on that and that's not my thing, that's also fine. Like, they may not become my best friends. I still took something out of the conversation. But I really want to encourage folks to also show up authentically because that is how you find your people. Mm -hmm. Because if I put on a certain show, they may fly for a bit. I mean, that could have short-term returns. But one, it will get exposed at some point. I mean, we can only pretend for so darn long. And the chances I might attract the wrong folks. And so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm now actually attracting folks that are not a match for me. And now my ruminations might even come true because we didn't connect. And now I might have said something stupid and that kind of stuff. So compassion, beginner's mind, authenticity, as overused as that word might be, observing, listening, giving it space and finding your people. Yeah, and I think that's actually, I want to highlight what you just said, because I think what it reminds me of is when we do have an interaction where maybe it didn't feel right or just in your gut, you're like, that kind of didn't go that well or not mm-hmm. how I wanted. Mm-hmm. I think what we're talking about is your instinct might be to blame yourself. It's like you turn it on yourself, right? Like, what did I do? And I think what Alona is asking you to do is realize, first of all, it's a shared space, but that it actually might be a signal that's not about you or the other person, but sort of like the space that was made between you that maybe it isn't a match and that that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that there's 7 billion people in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right number. And to allow for that because, and I think it's easy to sort of turn it around and notice when that happens for you too. You might meet someone and it's not that you don't like them. It just might be like, oh, this isn't connection. And it's not personal necessarily, Mm -hmm. I think. And it evolves over time. We all change. 
what we need, what we want shifts. And that's kind of a beautiful thing about human nature. And we never know. I like to sort of approach life from this space of you never know who you are going to connect with. And it's like a moment of gratitude when we do find those humans who we mm-hmm. really feel sort of like we can be our authentic selves with. Mm-hmm. So, so that might be a reflection to try as well is, can you think of one or two folks in your life where you feel like you can truly be yourself? And who are those people? And what does that feel like? And maybe how does it feel different from when you do this sort of questioning, right? Because my guess is you're not questioning afterwards. Even if you had a tough conversation with these people, you don't start to go, oh my gosh, they don't like me or I said this wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honoring differences, honoring different space and time and how that can change. And remembering, we have sort of alluded to this in one of our earlier episodes, is that it also takes time to truly build connections. The grass is not greener on the other side. It's where you water it. So sometimes it just takes time to really learn about folks. Sometimes we have, as you said, that gut response like, hmm this may not be my person. And that's okay. And with some people are like, "Eh, maybe, maybe I'll invest in this relationship and see where that goes. And that different people also serve different roles in our lives at different times. So honoring all of that. First conversations oftentimes can be cumbersome and they're a little bit wonky because yeah, there can be some awkwardness, there can be some small talk. And we already talked about doing affirmation and then adding that emotional content again in one of our earlier episodes. But just give it time, keep showing up and see how it evolves. Yeah, this might be an episode in itself, but it also reminds me of one of the tools that students will use to relieve or lessen social anxiety, which is alcohol. Mm -hmm. And if you are one of those folks, I'm definitely never going to say that alcohol use is wrong, right? And we need to always be mindful of why. So I've just had so many students in the past say, I was so nervous or socially anxious to be in this social situation that alcohol took the edge off. And sometimes so much so that like, again, you're not showing up authentically. And you're not sort of building this social skills to be in that space without that buffer. And so it's just something to consider for yourself. You get to decide that. Is that something that's kind of masking some of your nervousness? And I think what Alona is also really asking you all to do is go try it anyway. Even when you have that sort of like, oh, fear of rejection or oh, like, I don't know how I feel about this. Then the idea of collecting data on it is let's go try Maybe put yourself in a situation that you might not otherwise, maybe there's someone in class that you're like, oh, I'd love to do a study group with them, but like, I'm kind of hesitant to ask. Or someone that you're like, I'd love to get to know them better. Like, maybe we can go grab coffee, just do something more simple, but try it. And then instead of afterwards sort of doing the like overanalyzing of how it went, just really tune into some of the things that we mentioned earlier was, were you able to be present? Were you able to be authentically yourself? Were you able to listen and reflect? Yeah, and I agree with you that alcohol can serve as a social glue. There's a difference between having one drink, getting sort of hammered, because that is not going to allow you to do the things that we mentioned. It's not going to allow you to really listen 
actively listen and participate and sort of stick to your intention. And sometimes we end up humiliated, like folks can get too drunk. I've heard students say, well, at least then if I'm rejected, I have an excuse, I can say I was drunk. And I get that. It just is, though, moving you further away from your long-term goals. It's a short-term solution, not necessarily a long-term solution. So I get it. Anxiety is uncomfortable. So I have definitely empathy for it. And I'm going to encourage you to check into, is it working for me? Because ultimately, if you end up on social media drunk or your friends are actually pulling away because they had to take care of you all night, again, I think it's just pulling you away from your long-term goals, actually. And it can become self-fulfilling prophecy. So I would pay attention to that. And with exposure... I would rather actually expose you to smaller steps that are less scary than try to mitigate exposure by drinking. Again, this is not about drinking. We're not here to sort of wage war on drinking. That's not what this is. But when we do exposure, we actually don't want you to necessarily be taking Xanax or drinking whatever it is, because the goal is to, for you to actually feel the anxiety and see that you can handle it. So if I drink and I don't feel the anxiety, then exposure doesn't really work. So that's something else to ponder. The other thing is, Again, folks can have these ruminations beforehand and after the fact, sort of trying to analyze everything they said. And and you might feel like, oh, my God, I said something stupid and they're probably judging me. Well, first of all, we don't know if they are judging you. Two, if they are judging you, maybe they are not your people. And three, I would encourage you because oftentimes ruminations are actually about diverting from feeling. So I would encourage you go back to identify what are you feeling? Are you feeling shame? Are you feeling fear? And then that's a whole different story. We can help you manage those emotions. So remember, whenever you're ruminating, oftentimes it's actually deflection and distraction from feeling. So if nothing else, this could also be an invitation to reflect on what do you feel? Are you able to feel it? And keep remembering, this is all about feel the fear and do it anyways. Absolutely. And I wanted to highlight that too. I think when you were talking about when you do feel anxiety, and I think we mentioned this multiple times, is that the discomfort is actually part of the practice, is tuning into that and still moving forward, right? That's huge. Because when we notice our instinct to avoid in that moment, that's actually where the learning is, is how do I stay in a little bit of the discomfort and keep moving forward too, really? And P.S. Stay tuned for our alcohol in the college environment episode, because that's something we need to unpack now that we sort of started unwrapping it a teeny bit, but then like wrapped it back up. <laughs> <laughs> so we want to leave you with a couple things to try. So a reminder, we want you to go to our Instagram page and tell us, tell us what where the hard parts are with this. What were some interactions lately that made you think or made you question yourself? And then maybe what are some interactions where you were able to sort of push through a little bit of the discomfort and then notice what went well, what didn't? And even speaking of the judgment piece, again, I just want to keep saying this because I think it's really important is even if someone is making a judgment, I promise you, it's about them. It is. It's about how they orient to the world and what they're judging. What you judge is about you. You know what I mean? I think that's such a key thing to understand in any interaction mm -hmm. and that we can't control how people think or judge or show up. Yeah, absolutely. Your thoughts, your judgments are not my business. They're not. 
It's hard. This is hard. What we're talking about is not easy. Yeah. And I will say this can be also wrapped back to compassion, because if we were go down the union route or about projections and such, oftentimes we judge what we fear the most. So fat phobia, fat phobia happens for folks who really fear being fat. And so there's so much to unpack. So again, for judgments, we still can have compassion that can lead to connection. Absolutely. So reminders, go to our Instagram page, tell us what you think, make comments about this topic. We want you to try really being present in your interactions, that beginner's mind, really tuning into just listening, being there, being your authentic self, Mm -hmm. and then reflecting on how to go. Yeah, and I am very curious to hear more about how folks are navigating this, what has worked, what hasn't worked, have they gotten better in any way, all of it, the good, the bad all of it yes okay see you next time take care thanks for listening please rate and review us on your favorite pod platform share with your friends if this is making you think about and participate in college differently we want to hear from you connect with us on instagram and let us know how it's going this podcast is not professional advice or replacement for therapy if you need professional advice You should find it with professionals in your area, such as your primary care physician or therapist.